All right, cool beans, we're live. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, yeah, so this is kind of a surprise show, but man, it's all good. I'm glad. I'm glad we got Caitlin on, man. The last time we were on, well, two nights ago, all the power went off and we had crazy storms here. So I apologize for that. Mother Nature's fault, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, thanks a lot for doing the show. I appreciate it, and. Uh, uh, yeah, we we still got a lot to talk about. I had a lot of stuff I wanted to ask you and questions and um but uh we ended off actually you were telling me your story about your encounter and if you don't mind, uh well, you know, tell her tell everyone a little bit about yourself first and uh just to kinda of refresh everyone's memory and yeah. then go into your guys' encounter. Yeah, so I my name's Caitlin and I live here in Idaho. I've been researching Sasquatch for almost six years now. Um, I've always been interested in the paranormal. And when I had my Sasquatch encounter, it it lit a fire under me to, I don't know, push me harder than I've ever pushed in my life to find answers about something. So it it's really changed my life and um i'm just looking for answers like everybody else i guess yeah what do you think it was that that actually pushed you to you know you know that uh, that created this drive what do you think it was well i like i said i've always been interested so it's been in the back of my mind um, I, I did have other encounters, not with Sasquatch, but, um, orbs and UFOs and, and for some reason, those I was very interested in, but it never gave me a certain drive. The drive I'm talking about is like a drive that overtakes your life. It overtakes every aspect of your life and it literally pushes you every single day to i don't know pursue something you love so it really happened when i had my encounter with bigfoot and and that was so profound and crazy and off the wall and i knew people would have a hard time understanding so it it really pushed me to find answers you know my my husband laughed at me my family laughed at me and that was really horrible for me right. and i i've never had somebody look at me and laugh like i don't know how to explain it like i was lying or or making up a story right yeah. so i from that point on i was like okay i am going to find these answers mm -hmm. and i'm gonna prove you wrong because right. i know that it's real Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where are they at now? Are they, they, I mean, they, they, they have to see how serious you are. So where are they at now? And it, it's funny you say that because yes, that was at the beginning that they, they giggled about it, you know, and six years later, my husband and my family can look at me and say, wow, that literally changed her life. And maybe she wasn't uh, making up a 
a story or maybe she wasn't hallucinating. So they, they definitely understand now that something profound happened Yeah. because, you know, I'm the type of person that I pursue things a little bit and kind of give it up after that. Nothing in my life has really made me obsessive about it until this. And for six years now, I'm telling you it's obsessive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's the way it usually works. Uh, Either some people, you you know, you have two, two types after they have an encounter, either some people like want nothing to do with this subject. You know, they shy away from it. They lose all interest in camping, hunting, anything outdoors. Or people like you, man, you go right into the subject and you, and you just put everything into it and you become, like like, like you said, obsessed with it. And I know a lot of people like that. Um, so I, and I think it's, it's a good thing. You know, it's a good thing, not just for, uh, for you, but also you'll be able to help out other people, you know, if you haven't already been able to help people out. Uh, Absolutely. Think, you know, I mean, just, just telling your story and putting yourself out there other people who might not be so forthcoming if they see your they see you come out they hear your story that you might give them courage to talk about it too because uh not even the ridicule from family but just from strangers in general you know and um uh, you know because there's already is kind of a stigma um uh, yeah you know you know associated with with this people think is it's like uh some backwoods people that only have these encounters when it's not as everyday people Yep. Uh, I know, Lupe, you haven't missed a story yet. We'll, we'll tell it here in a little bit. Uh, we're yeah. just getting some backstory. But, um, yeah, so if, if you don't mind. Uh, you know, yeah, can, absolutely. Yeah, you're going to your so, story a little bit. Everything you just said right there was absolutely 100% right. And, and I feel like sharing my story will help a lot of others. And, and my story isn't your typical um i don't know your typical sasquatch story so i i feel like it will help people um see that other people do have weird experiences you know it's not just um a hairy gorilla in the woods it's just so much more than that and i feel like a lot of people that do have these really weird encounters don't want to share because they they do get ridiculed and and uh yeah so i i'll i will tell my encounter because my friend lupe right here says hang in there young lady (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah um you know, and I've met some of the coolest people doing what I'm doing and talking to people and learning from people. I have met the coolest people. Right. It's been great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, about six years ago, I, let's see. So I really got into meditation and, um, I was going through some really hard times in my life and, decided I would give meditation a try. So I started meditating every day of my life, sometimes even multiple times a day to try to help combat the stress I was going through. Um, Now, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but I feel like it does. So 
So I'm just going to tell it anyways. Okay. So after I had been meditating for, let's say six months, I woke up in the middle of the night one night and I sat up out of bed um, like I do every night. And I put my feet off the bed to get up. And at the end of my bed, I see a, um, a ball of light and it's sitting in front of this mirror and I, I rub my eyes and I blink my eyes over and over thinking that something was wrong with my eyes. And I, I can see in this ball of light that these two colors are swirling together inside of it. Like when you see somebody take a puff off a cigarette and blow it into the air and it kind of tumbles. That's what it looked like inside of this ball of light. And it, it was probably about this big, I don't know, um, five inches diameter. And I noticed that I could see its reflection in the mirror. So it really was sitting there and it had a reflection in the mirror. Well, as soon as I had that realization, I feel like it noticed me. I don't know. And it, um, it shot straight for me. It was only like eight feet away and it, it shot really fast toward me and it really scared me. So I tried to hit it and my fingers went right through it and that scared me. So I threw myself backwards onto my bed and I covered my head as fast as I could. And, um, by the time I had the nerve to pull the blankets down, it was of course gone. So the next morning I didn't tell anybody. Um, I just couldn't really understand what that was. And I had heard of orbs before, but I just, you kind of feel like maybe it's not real, even though people say it is. And then when it happens to you, you're like, okay, (laughs) it's not supposed to be real. Right. So I ended up telling my mom about it. And thankfully my mom's a really open-minded person. Um, And then I, I just kept it to myself after that. Uh, Come to find out though, my mom had had orb experiences before. So yeah, so we did have a lot to talk about with that. And it was nice to have somebody else that had a similar experience. Okay, so about a month later, um, about a month later, we go on a camping trip to a place that we have camped at many times. And this camping trip, um, we were in an area that was like an open field. And 10 feet behind our camper, there was a creek. Uh, the creek was very shallow. And then right on the other side of the creek, there's a sheer mountain. And um, we're just having a, a normal camping trip for the first couple of days. And then weird stuff started to happen. <laughs> so when when you're not expecting weird things to happen, you're not really looking for them. Right. And then when you're able to look back on hindsight, 
you're like, okay, well, that is freaking weird. Hmm. Um, so across the creek from us, there happened to be a goat or a sheep. Okay. A sheep was on the other side of the creek. It came out of nowhere. We we have never seen a sheep up there before. And it's literally um, 60 miles up into the mountains. So you wouldn't expect to see a sheep. Right. So I have three huge German shepherds and my German shepherds kept trying to run over there and attack it. And it wouldn't leave. It would just sit there. And um, I don't know if this has anything to do with anything, but I'm just throwing it out there because it was odd. Right. So um, the next day after we noticed the sheep, my husband goes on a boat ride because there's a lake close to us. Nobody else wanted to go, so we all stayed at the camp. He left. Um, me and my mom are sitting in the camper. My kids are right outside playing in that Creek. And all of a sudden I can hear the truck coming down the road. And I hear my husband start screaming bloody murder that there's a bear, that, that there's a bear and to get the kids in the, in the camper. So as a mother, you know, your heart drops out of your butt and you haul butt and try to get all your kids and get them into safety. Right. right. So I was so focused on the children that I wasn't looking around for a bear. I, I wasn't looking around for anything except my kids. Um, so after I get the kids in the camper, I'm asking my husband where the bear is. And, um, he was telling me that it was on that side of the creek where the sheep was supposed to be. <laughs> okay, well, the sheep isn't there anymore, and we don't see a bear. You know, the the thing is, is that my husband wears glasses, and when he's not wearing his glasses, he's he can barely see. I mean, right. he can see, but really terribly. Right. So... That was just another weird thing, you know. And at the time, I didn't think anything about any of this. It's only hindsight that I think it's weird. Okay. okay, so the next day, the next day, me and my mom decide to go on a four-wheeler ride because it's, it's just about our last day there and we haven't done anything. So my mom's like, let's go on a four-wheeler ride. So we did, and we went way back in the mountains, deeper than we already were. And she screams at me, and we both stop our four-wheeler, and she's pointing up to the sky, and um, there's this really big pine tree. And I have this on video, by the way. And there's an orb sitting on top of this pine tree. Just in there and it's about the same size as the, the one I saw in my bedroom except this orb is pure white so I record this orb for a long time and I I think it's absolutely amazing but I I don't know when when you don't know anything about this kind of stuff you kind of just blow over it 
So I'm just happy I got a so I could I could show people. Yeah. Um, so I don't know this. We decided to leave because we had watched it and recorded it for like a half an hour. So finally, we're like, okay, we have to go back. So we head back to camp. Um, I show everybody when we get back to camp the video of this weird orb, and they all just thought weird, you know, and and that was it. It didn't go any further than that. So uh, the next day, or wait, no. That night, after the the orb recording, um, we're supposed to leave the next day. So this is our last night there. Um, my mom says, let's go on another four-wheeler ride since we're leaving in the morning. So yet again, we go on another four-wheeler ride. And um, this four-wheeler ride was very different. And... I hate going into this part because it's kind of the weird part. And I know that a lot of people, I don't know, they don't like this. And I'm sorry. I wish this wasn't a story, so I didn't have to tell it. Right. Okay. So on this horror ride, I um, am driving just like normal. I'm following my mom. And... All of a sudden, I, I get this image in my head. And this image is super vivid. Um, I By the way, let me just tell you that I have never really thought about Sasquatch. It's never been my thing. Okay. I, I knew that there was weird stuff in the world, but Sasquatch wasn't really it for me. So on this four-wheeler ride, I start getting this or image in my head, whatever you want to call it. And in this image in my head, it's me staring face to face with a male Sasquatch. He's huge. He's, he's very cute. And he's kind of extravagant. He's, he's like an extravagant beast. Part human, part beast. And in this vision, I'm I'm staring deep into his eyes, and his eyes are amber. They're amber brown. And he's like projecting these feelings onto me of love and compassion and and also sadness and what humans have done to them and what humans continue to do to them. And it, it wasn't necessarily through words. But it was like the deepest feeling that you could ever imagine. It goes beyond words. And this lasted a long time, this, this vision. So when we get back finally, I tell my mom that I can't even remember the ride because this vision was so vivid and overtook my mind that I couldn't even remember where we rode the four rollers or where we went, where we turned. And I'm very familiar with the area up there. So I, I explained it all to my mom and she just thinks it's, it's really weird. And she doesn't really know what to tell me about it, except for how weird. 
And I'm not understanding it because never in my life have I had a vision. Ever. Never in my life have I daydreamed or had a vision or whatever. My brain is a mom brain. It's always dead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I have a hard time imagining anything. So I didn't really understand what was going on there. I just thought, how weird. Why is that happening to me? So I kind of just put it to the side, go on with, with the evening, um, not understanding what is going on with this orb and now this vision. And it was just, it was a lot at that time. So we, we get back to the camp. There's nobody else I can talk to about it. There's no way in hell I'm going to mention it to my other members of my family. Um, we get ready for, you know, nighttime, a fire, dinner, everybody's sitting around the fire and um, it starts to get late and it, it starts to get dark. And I have this overwhelming feeling that there's something on the mountain on the other side of the creek. I, I can't pinpoint it. I can't put my finger on it. But this overwhelming feeling is that something is over there. So this feeling was so dominant that other members of my family were noticing how scared I was. And they're like, are you okay? Um, my my brother-in-law actually went and got me a gun, a little pistol, because he's like, you know, there's nothing out here, but I can see that you're you're scared. So I, I didn't really want the gun, but I took it in. Um, me and my mom, when we're out camping, we stay up late. And I right here, I have a really awesome pair of night goggles. And, and we stay up and we watch the sky. It's something we, we've always done and we love to do it. So, so everybody else in the camp decides to go to bed. Me and my mom stay up to watch the stars, even though I am scared. And um, I I had my three German shepherds out with me. They're all huge, scary, supposed to be protectors. My <laughs> um, so we're all sitting out there, and my German shepherds really want to go inside the camper. I don't understand why at the time. But they they kept wanting to get into the door, and me, I wanted them to stay out with me. But since my family was asleep, and my dogs kept scratching at the door, I finally had to give in and let them in the camp. I personally think now, looking back, that there was a reason they wanted to go in the door. Um, so the, the nights come, it's super dark. The stars are beautifully bright. I still have this overwhelming fear that there is something there that sometimes somehow you, you just know something And this night I knew, but I kept pushing it away. Like, no, you're just, a, you know, you're scared of the dark. There's nothing out there. Well, little did I know. Um, 
I, I kept hearing these rocks fall down this mountain. And it, it wasn't like huge rocks. It was little rocks. And I would shine this light over there and I would see nothing. So I'd be like, okay, there's nothing over there. I would hear rocks again or shine my light over there. I couldn't see anything. So that happened quite a few times. And I, I don't understand why I could never see anything when I shine my light over there. Um, my mom was getting upset with me because I kept finding that light. And when you're in the dark, you're, you know, your eyes are very sensitive to light. Right. She kept saying, Caitlin, there's nothing out here. You keep shining that stupid light. And then it takes me however long to try to get my vision back to normal. So I felt terrible. And I'm like, okay. So I really tried hard not to shine that light. Which, if you knew me, I'm the biggest wussy in dark, so it was very hard for me. Um, all of a sudden, I hear rocks underneath the water. So when rocks move underwater, they have like a weird muffled sound, and right. that's what I kept hearing. So I was trying not to find my light, so I tucked it in and said there was nothing there. And um, my mom walked away from me, like 10 feet, 10 to 15 feet, not sure exactly, but about that. And all of a sudden, I, I hear this thump, 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 four thumps, okay? And every thump that I heard shook the ground. It, it literally shook the ground, whatever these thumps were. Okay, so I'm in Idaho. We hunt, we fish, we deer, elk, moose, bear, cougar. We hunt it all. Um, bighorn sheep. When you hear a four-legged animal, you know what a four-legged animal sounds like. Right. When you hear a bipedal animal, you know what a bipedal animal sounds like. Right. So this thing... I'm I'm horribly explaining it, and I'm sorry, you guys. But oh, you're good. You're good. This thing runs right behind me. Okay, there's a field right behind me, and he's literally not even a foot away from me when he takes those four steps. Oh, oh, oh! And he stops right over here. And in my head, I was thinking, why is my mom running? Because I I couldn't comprehend what was going on right. so i look back and my mom's still in the same exact spot so this thing ran right in between us each stride that it took was huge i'm gonna say 10 feet in between each stride right. i when i look back i can see my mom still in the same spot but she had looked behind her noticing that something just ran in between us and i said mom did you did you run she's like no so i don't know what was going on at this point in time but my brain couldn't keep up with what was actually happening and when she told me that she she wasn't running she started walking to me frantically because she knew something was wrong and then i had a fast realization that 
something had just ran behind me, shook the ground. It was bipedal and it stopped right there. It didn't go on. It only took four huge steps and it stopped. It did not take another step. So remember I had this huge light, right? Right. <laughs> I, um, I pick up my light and I shine it to where the thing stopped. And where it stopped, um, there was a uh, a pull behind trailer that you put your four wheelers and dirt bikes on. And it's a, those are only about, I would say, two feet tall, you know, a flatbed trailer. Okay. okay, so when I shine this light, I instantly see a Sasquatch, a huge, gigantic Sasquatch. And when my light hits him, he falls to the ground, I mean, so fast. And like becomes level with that pull behind camper. So he's he's lying down now, hiding behind the camper. So when I saw him, I only got a flash of and he was I'm gonna say anywhere between seven to nine feet tall. He he had all different colors of brown hair. Um, anywhere from on his face, it was very short, and then got a little bit longer on the head and even longer on the body. So on the body, his long his hair was the longest, and he was like a tree trunks. I don't know. He was so huge. Yeah. Everything about him was girthy. Right here, his shoulders were gargantuan. His arms were super stocky. His legs literally looked like tree chunks, and his head wasn't that big for for his huge body. And he had a perfectly round head. He, he didn't have a full head. Um, that was really as far as I could see. I I didn't get to see super great detail on the face but i truly believe that it was the same sasquatch i had seen in the vision that's all okay. i'm going to say about that okay um so when i shot that light over there my mom had gotten to me from, from walking back from where she was she saw when i shined that light over there okay. and at that moment I could have literally melted onto the onto the ground. I almost couldn't uh, move. I was like, I was done. I was uh, beyond shocked. I don't know. I, I felt like I was in a different reality. Right. So my mom literally had to help pick me up and say, "Let's get me camper now." So she's holding me up. We're only like eight feet away from the camper door and we take it to the camper we both like flop down on the couches we literally do not say a word about it we, we just sit there quiet and i don't know 
thankfully I had her because she could actually get up. She closed the blinds, she locked the door. I knew that he was still out there. I knew he was still I knew why he was there. I I feel like he wanted to see me or something. I don't know. But it I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I was scared. I was terrified. It was just at that time. The next day, so we had actually stayed up in the camper and we were so shocked. I guess we had nothing to say. What do you say? I I didn't want to wake up my family and tell them there's a sacrifice out there. You know? (laughs) It's just something I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. The next day, the next day, I couldn't even come out of the camper. So we were supposed to pack up and leave, and I couldn't come out of the camper. I was too scared. I should have went out and looked for footprints, but that's not something that I knew to do. You know, now I would because I've, I've learned a lot. But at that point in time, I I didn't know I should go out there and look for footprints. It was it was just all too much. Yeah. It really was, and it was so profound for me that it, it overtook my life, and not yeah. not even in a bad way. Right. Just. I don't know. I, I needed others to understand, I guess. Yeah. So that. Yeah. 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 You know, it, it, you know, you're not alone in feeling like that. You know, tons of people feel that same way. Tons of people re- react that same way too. Uh, yeah. You know, and then, you know, to say, you know, you know, I know people will say, well, you should have took a picture. You should have went and looked. You should have went and got evidence or whatever. You don't think about that. It's like you were saying, you were beyond shocked. Yeah. You know, and like I like to think of it as you're almost short circuit. Your brain just short really? circuits. You know, I I uh, really felt that way. Yeah. Even even when it ran behind my back, yeah. my brain couldn't keep up with it fast enough, or yeah. or even begin to comprehend what was truly going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you said, you 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 feel like you're in a different reality. You know. Yeah. And you, of course, I've never been in that situation, but. You know, uh, people talk about that. You know, they feel like they're in a whole different world, a whole everything freezes. Um, you know, your whole reality comes crumbling down. You know, it, it really does. It really does. And then, what are you supposed to tell people? Yeah. You yeah. know what? What are you supposed to tell your family? Yeah. And my family comes from a Christian background. You know, right. so. I'm sorry to say, but it's kind of like everything's demons. So okay. instantly, you know, I I just, I know I would have been ridiculed. Later on, I told my husband and like I said, he snickered and I, I'm pretty sure he did mention demons. And yeah. in my head, I'm, I just, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. I, I didn't feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think he did want you to see him, you know? Um, yeah. Yes. You know, 
I think he wanted you to see him. Yeah. I think um, I, I think definitely he didn't mean you any harm. No, uh, because listen, okay, so a couple years after I had I had initially had the encounter, when I would envision him running behind my back, it it would literally make me sick. It it would almost make me want to puke to think of him that close to me. It did something to me. It it literally made me sick. That's all I can say. It, but now that I look back, I think he literally could have grabbed me if he wanted to and been gone. And there's nothing anyone would have been able to do about any of it. Right. But he didn't even touch me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, um, it, you know, in, in, in your instant, for whatever reason, he wanted you to see him. And I do think it has something to do with the meditation. I really do. I think when you open yourself up like that, you open yourself up to uh, everything, uh, you know, good and evil. But I don't think this was evil at all. Right. You know, you know. No, but I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. And, um, you know, these creatures are probably a little bit more in tune to us than any other animals. Um, so, okay. So when I got better at meditating, it seems like that's when things really started to happen. The orbs, um, all of it scared me, of course, because it's just not normal and you're not used to it. So it's scary. Mm -hmm. And when you grow up in a world that programs you to be scared of anything that's not normal, I mean, watch TV, and they, they program you to be scared of everything. And so when you actually do encounter something that's abnormal, you're freaking scared. <laughs> right, yeah. And um, I, I feel like the vision he gave me, even though at the time I didn't know, the vision that he gave me was so pure and amazing. Right. And, and like I said, there's, there's no words for it, but I'm telling you, he sent me all these loving, amazing feelings. And I sent him back those same feelings and even feelings of me being in awe because he was such a magnificent specimen. And when he started sending me the feelings of sadness for what humans have done. There was no specifics of like, Oh, humans killing this humans. There was no specifics. It, I just knew it was sadness from what we've done. And I don't know what that is. Right. But I'm, it was so profound. And now that I look back, it's just, Oh God, it, it really was amazing. That's good. Well, I'm glad you've got that clarity, you know, um, yeah. and, and does any of it still scare you at all or has that changed? I'm going to say probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> only, I mean, you know, you're looking at something unknown, you know, right. and I always think because I've went back out there to try to see him. 
And I always think, oh, but what if he takes me? And and people, people will constantly tell me, be careful, you're a woman, he's gonna take you. They take Indian women. So right. yeah, there there is a fear, but I try to overcome it. Yeah. And I truly feel like that if he wanted me for any of those reasons, he would have took he would have taken me right then and there. Right. Yeah, I think that if uh, if he wanted you, he would have taken you first of all. But yeah. I also think that uh, in in a lot of ways, they're just like any other animal. There's some that are good, some that are bad. Absolutely. Um, and I've got a feeling that uh, if this guy lives out there, mm-hmm. um, if he has a clan, they're probably you know good. Um, and um, I, I just don't think that that this particular creature. Would, would harm you. It would probably be scary again to see him face to face, you know. Yeah, because exactly. Because they you know, uh, you know, there's, uh, they can be intimidating, you know. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, you see that with people. You see some, you know, like bikers, they look very big and scary, but when you get to know them, they're big teddy bears, most of these guys, you know. Absolutely. So I think it's probably just, a, you know, somewhere along the line, that's that, that same line, but uh, of course these things right. are these things are probably just a lot more enormous. And I think you're right. And I, I think he sent me the vision to, to kind of help set up the stage. Yeah. So yeah. to speak. Yes. Kind and of then, prepare you. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he ran into camp, he made sure to go, you know, 40 feet away. So he wasn't right there. Right. You know, and, so remember I had said that we went camping there a lot every mm-hmm. year. Right. Okay. So hindsight now looking back, every camping trip that I had went there, something weird had happened. Yeah. But at the time I wasn't thinking Sasquatch or, you know, I wasn't thinking anything about paranormal. So I wasn't, necessarily looking for that kind of stuff but now that i look back i think i think he had come to my camp every year yeah and tried to show me something but i was too dumb to see it yeah Yeah. um one year i had found footprints i had found crazy footprints out in the middle of nowhere deep like this deep into mud bare feet in the mountains and in my head okay i thought what the hell is this human doing up here with no damn shoes on (laughs) yeah right so so i think that he had left those for me to find but i was just too dumb to see it yeah we and, and you know like uh so so lupa has said that you know you had a clear mind and it read, read that and it trusted you maybe that's what it was waiting for you to do to clear your mind and to get yeah. to be in a better place you know absolutely yeah. absolutely um one year i had just had uh my my newborn baby my son he's not a newborn now but at the time he was a newborn and everybody had left me at the camp to go fishing and I had to stay there cause I had a newborn baby. So I was there by myself and um, all of a sudden I, I hear literally uh, a baby crying 
outside okay yeah our our camp is surrounded by thick bushes all the way around so i i get out of the camper i leave my baby in there for a second i get out and i can hear the crying coming from this thick of bushes every time i walked over to that thicket um the the crying would stop i would back up a little bit and it would start crying and i don't mean like crying like a a mountain lion or a bobcat i mean like crying like a brand new born baby um i i walk up to it a couple times and every time i do it stops well i got a really creepy feeling because it just wasn't normal so i went back to my camper and i was like oh my god i wonder what that is and then i just left it at that it's amazing this is what i find amazing it is amazing what humans make up excuses for right right it's isn't that wild it's like it's bluntly right in your damn face and you can't even see it yeah they've heard mimicking babies yeah me too (laughs) yeah um so did you did did it make any noise did it smell was there any smells no smell no smell yeah no smell and it did make noise it made noise all the way down that damn mountain (laughs) i swear to you that every time i shine my light up there i was looking for something and i could never see anything it was so stealthy okay so my camper was right here right 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 behind it is the creek and then the mountain it literally i feel like it used the camper to block itself all the way down and then who knows how long it stayed behind the camper before it actually decided to run out you know oh it was it was just so much to think about (laughs) and and it that changed my life forever yeah forever yeah and you'll probably replay this the rest of your life and oh i do all the time i (laughs) i can't not think about it and that's why i think it's so important for people to be able to to share their stories because it affects you deeply you know yeah well yeah i'm definitely glad you you came out here and and you shared your story and i hope You know, you know that you know. Just by you telling your story, other people will come forward and and, and know that they're not crazy. You know. Yes. And yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. And, and oh, yeah, I I feel bad for anybody that has to keep it a secret. I really do because it messes with you. And if if you don't have a safe place to be able to talk about it and get it off your chest that's a lot to hold in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I I can imagine that first you had to be questioning yourself. Did I see this? Did this really happen? Oh, absolutely. Do do you still do that or are you better with it? No, I I don't question myself anymore. I, it's like, at first I, I didn't really want to believe it. And I would make excuses for it. I would, I would listen to other people 
when they, oh, you probably blah, blah, blah. I would really listen to them. And I'd be like, yeah, maybe I did. Maybe, yeah, I maybe did. it was a bear, right? A bear, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And um, I don't know how your brain does that, but it does. Right. And then I got to a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm not crazy. Yeah. I'm, I've never been crazy. I've, no one in my fucking life has said, you're crazy. Right. They say, wow, you're a really rational person. Am yeah. I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Saying this, am I? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot, you know, yeah. and it's hard. And especially when you have such a crazy story and, and you can't lie. So you really have to tell the story, even though I rather would lie and say, no, this didn't happen. That would make life a lot easier. Right. Yeah. Um, and I wish I was one of the, the encounters where it was just, oh, yeah, I saw him go across the ridge. And I wish it was that. I really do. Do you really, though? <sighs> Maybe. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, you had such a great encounter. It it, it really was, you know. It's, it's just it's, hard to share it is all. Yeah, That's it's the hard, hard to share. Part. And, and, I, and like I said, I'm sure at first it was hard to process, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and and really it was a relatively uh, unaggressive encounter, you know. It, was it nothing, wasn't aggressive at all, at you know? all. And, you know, like yeah. I said, I could, you know, I, I, I could never put myself in that situation or say I've been in that situation, but yeah if you're gonna have a close encounter with one of these things you you know you've got the best encounter that there is you know absolutely and like i said I, I i truly and honestly believe it wanted to show itself to you i you feel know? like that too yeah. and i've even tried to prepare my mind for another encounter yeah because somewhere in me even though it scared me i i do want to see him again yeah. you know I really do. Yeah. And he wasn't ugly and um, hideous looking. He was beautiful. He was yeah. m literally magnificent. Yeah. That's, yeah. And his, his eyes were so deep and beautiful. And the look on his face was so serious, even though he was trying to project good thoughts and feelings and emotion his face was just um i don't know no emotion at all right just completely straight faced but he was beautiful i and i know people don't like it when i say that um but he was he was beautiful yeah yeah that's great you know uh, like i said I, I think you had a great in, in encounter in the uh, it, I think we were really, you had a rare encounter, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, when, when you, because there are people who have close encounters like that and they're not so, so friendly. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I think yours, uh, your encounter was a beautiful encounter, really. Yeah. Know? I thank God it wasn't scary. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to handle that. Right. Yeah. I really wouldn't. Um, do you still meditate? I do. Yeah. Do you yeah. have any more visions or? emotions like that okay so i'll be honest so after i had this experience with him i actually quit meditating for quite some time mm -hmm. i quit completely <clears throat> because i truly did feel like the meditation opened me up to more in this world 
So it scared me and I pulled back from it. Um, but I, I did start up again. And, and since I started up, I haven't had anything crazy happen, but I'm, I'm waiting for it. (laughs) That's good. So when you meditate now, are you like fully into it as much as you were, or are you pulling back anymore? I'm pulling into it. Um, I feel like, I feel like I'm ready. I feel like I'm, I'm ready. You know, I don't know what the orbs are about. I don't know if the orbs are part of it, but I just, I feel like I'm ready. Um, I don't know what this is all for. I don't know what it's all about. I have so many freaking questions that drive me nuts. And I hope I find answers someday. It's, it's just really been life changing for me. Yeah. Um, You know, maybe you found an answer and you just haven't really, you know, processed it yet, you know? Yeah, maybe. Um, and you, you know, might be right. You, know, you very maybe, likely could be right. Yeah, you know, maybe your answer was in the vision that he sent you, you know. Yeah. And maybe that's yeah. your your uh your purpose now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. I I feel like there could be a lot more with that situation. Yeah. If I could lose my fear, who knows what it really could be, you know? Yeah. Right, yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, I find out someday. Yeah. yeah I, well, I'm definitely glad you embraced this subject, and you know, and uh, you know, yeah, and really uh, embraced your encounter. You know, I think that's I think that's very important. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I started meditating like two years ago, and just over the last I don't know nine months, I really started having some strange experiences and Good seeing for you. visions. Yeah, seeing visions and had weird stuff happen here at the house mm-hmm. too, and. Uh, I'm telling you, it, it, I think it takes a little bit for you to get comfortable with the, the whole concept of meditating because it's so foreign to us. Right. And it's hard to get used to it because as you're meditating, when I first started, I I, I couldn't concentrate. You know, I was thinking about bills and work. Yeah. Yes. You're so right. And then you get to this point where you actually like it. It, it's there's something kind of addicting about it. Like the relaxation, the opening your mind, the other possibilities than just this reality. Right. It truly does open up something in you to make you more, I don't know, comfortable with other things, I guess. Yeah. I have an awesome experience. Yeah. I kind of relate it to like going to the gym. Like if I don't go to the gym, I miss it and I hate myself for it. And yeah. if I don't meditate, I, I'm like, God, you know. It's oh, just, me too. Me yeah. too. Or if I yeah. get interrupted, I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so deep. Yeah. Oh, well, you're a mom, so. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I need yeah. it. So um, we're coming up on our hour here, man. I'd love to have you back on and, you know, yeah. do your show. I'd love to do your show. But yeah. uh, do you have anything you want to tell the people as far as, like, uh, yeah. maybe having some strength to come out? And I don't want to say that they're weak, you know, but maybe no, give them some encouragement. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, I, I got to this point where I just don't give a shit what people think about me anymore. Yeah. I truly don't. 
if if somebody doesn't like me for the true me, I don't even want to play with them in my life, you know? And I think everybody should feel that way because then when you, you truly have people come into your life, they love you for you, you know? So just be yourself and, and don't care what other people think about you because it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter at all. And I, I truly believe that our society trains people to be full of fear. And I think this world would be such a beautiful place if we could all lose our fear. Right. Capable of absolutely anything. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think, I think you're right in so many ways. There's so much fear in the world and yeah. yeah, if we lose that fear and stop, uh, fear is, is, it's, it's so toxic, you know, it, it, it fear creates is. anger, it yeah. creates hate, it creates division, you know, and uh-huh. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we've seen the last two years, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah it so. causes people to invert to themselves that it, it does so much damage. And if, if we could just get, I mean, if you really, really want to get deep about it, fear causes so much. It, it causes people to make horrible, rational decisions and, or I mean, irrational decisions. And um, if, if mankind could lose its fear, it would be a great place. Yes, I agree with you 100% there. Well, cool, Kaylee, man. It was really cool talking to you. Like I said, I got to have you on again. And, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I know you're getting ready to, to get your show together. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So I am starting a show. Um, it's a podcast and a YouTube show. And it's just going to be for people to feel comfortable and come out and share their encounters and stories and have a comfortable place to do it. Um it's called Sasquatch Synchronicity. And I, I know that's a long word, but um, I thought it was a really meaningful title because there's so many synchronicities to life right. that give us yeah. answers that we kind of just ignore. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you get up and rolling, man, let me know. I, I know quite a few people who love to do your show and, who've okay. had, you know, yeah. yeah, who've had encounters. I think, uh, You'd like my friend Walter a lot. He's had a, his encounter was probably a little bit more aggressive, but it was yeah. still a great encounter. And, and he's one of those guys who just dove right into the subject too. You know, he didn't shy away from it. It yeah. does that to you somehow. It yeah. really, I mean, I swear to God, I've never been so passionate about something in my life ever, yeah. ever. So I understand that. Yeah. Well, cool. Hold on real quick. And, uh, I want to show you something before we get off air uh, okay. before I hang up. But everybody else, man, thanks a lot for uh, Bye, all, the comments, all the comments and, and questions. Man, I really appreciate it. And thanks a lot. For, uh, all these guys were here supporting you. So, Thank uh, you, guys. Yeah. All right, guys. Y'all have a great night.